Uh, I was just wondering if, he, if you'd do me the honor of, uh, of letting me escort you to this podcast. Of course. It's manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Doing okay. You know, kids, life, the dishes that never end. Oh, I know. <laughs> Ugh, my pickup truck, my old dog, my sad song, my guitar. Oh, you don't have a pickup truck, though. Or a guitar. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or a sad song. I have a happy song in my heart. You do? Hey, let me ask you a question. Okay. Now, this is going to seem like it's out of nowhere, but what were your proms like? Okay. Yeah. We're, um, ta- we're talking about proms. We're talking about proms. Um, I have to say- I, I guess, actually, before we get into that, we oh. should say, this is kind of loosely in honor of the fact that a lot of people, I would say most schools, if not all, have had their, their proms canceled. Yeah. Ugh. It's a- It is a- What I want to say is, proms are great, but not that great. Yeah. But if you were looking forward to going to yours, I'm sorry. Well, I seen your problem was bleh. Yeah? We'll talk about it. So okay. what was your prom okay. experience? Well, I went to both junior and senior prom, and I had a lot more fun at senior prom than I did junior prom. And let me tell you why. Please. Most of my friends were in the grade below me. Uh I got okay. Not most of my friends. A lot of my friends were in the grade below me, um, and so at my junior prom, there were a lot of people who were in the grade above me, right? Because it was their senior prom, and so it wasn't like as much of a, a fun party time, right? But with the other one, I knew so much, so many more people. I had more things to do, more people to talk to, so it was more of a party atmosphere. Where the first one was just like. Me and my date and, like, the couple of people that we went with. And, like, it was just, it was so much more fun to think of it as a group hang. Yeah. So, I went to three proms because as a sophomore, I went with a junior, I believe, maybe a senior. Okay. Uh, and that was pretty fun. Got to go, uh, I, I sort of knew my date. It was the kind of thing where it was, like, my friends who were all, like, in grades above me were going, and they wanted me to go. Mm. So they had this girl ask me, and she was nice. We, we got yeah. along great. Um, that is probably, if I could find the photo, I will post it in the Schmanners, uh, uh Twitter, because that is the one. You've probably seen it. It was very tan, and I was wearing, like, a collarless shirt, and I had, like, my jacket slung oh, out, leaning yeah. against the thing. Yeah, I look like a big old goober. <laughs> um, but, the, and then my junior prom was very fun i went with my then girlfriend and then my senior prom said girlfriend i'd been trying to break up with her a while for a while and when i say that i don't mean i hadn't gotten up the courage to break up with her i mean i had said i want to break up a couple times and she said no 
And so we stayed together for a little <laughs> while longer. And that happened like three times. Um, is this the dance where you guys had the show? Yeah, so that was the other part yeah, of it. Yeah, tell that story. Um, so I was in Bye Bye Birdie at the time, which my dad was directing, and it ended up being that one of our performances was going to conflict with prom. So we were all just kind of resolved not to go, because it was like, I was Birdie, and my friend Jonathan was Albert, and his girlfriend, such my friend Autumn, was Rosie. Like, there was, it was a bunch of stuff. You were the principal cast. Yeah, and so we just, like, weren't going to go. But then our dad, my dad, rescheduled it. Um, So it was, like, a matinee. Mm-hmm. So we'd still go to prom that night. And so, like, my mom made dinner and everything. But we were just so tired. Yeah. Uh, Bye Bye Birdie is a very exhausting show when you are those three characters. Um, and did so- you guys do an after prom? Is that anything that your school no, so did? Here's, the rest of that story is we went to prom. And after, like, 45 minutes, the three of us were like, we want to go to bed. We want to go <laughs> home. Uh, and my, my, I hesitate to say girlfriend, though she so, I guess, technically still was at that point, was trying to make a very big deal out of it because, the, like, basically we had agreed for some reason that, like, after prom we were going to break up. Oh, well, you you do yes. funny things when you're young. And so, like, after I think, like, an hour, like, we're going to go, she was like, but, but, and it was, like, a whole thing. And it's, it was just not, it was not unfun, mm-hmm. but much like a lot of things when you are uh, young, and now I still do it, too, but, like, you build up all of these expectations, right. and then you go and you're like, I, uh, we'll talk a little more about uh, expectation building. Um, I will say later. though, across the board, I always have way more fun at homecoming. I always thought homecoming was way less pressure, way less of a big deal. It, yeah, I mean it. It it doesn't have the same kind of social connotation that a right. prom and, like, does. Everyone these days. can go and yeah. Um, how did you sort out the expense of prom? Because that's going to be something that I really want to talk about through this. I asterisk paid. And that asterisk is my parents. Ah, I see, I see. (laughs) I had no money. I had no job. (laughs) Well, I did have summer jobs. Um, So prom was one of the things that I set aside money for. Um, Not for like hair and makeup or whatever, but I thought about it enough to buy my dress on sale uh, the fall before because proms are usually in the spring. So I would buy it on sale on in the fall um and my deal and like i did my own hair my own makeup uh the deal for me was i would buy the tickets and my date would buy dinner um i think barring that first my ju- my uh sophomore when i went with the junior both times i went with my then girlfriend, I think the same person both times. I'm almost positive. My junior prom for some reason is very vague to me. I can like well with a story like that for your senior prom, really it probably so. just scooted the other one out. But I think she and I were together at that point because we were together for a little over a year. So yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and and so I I think both times because it was my girlfriend, like I paid, but I think she drove. I think that was because she did have a car. That might have been the difference. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Okay. I was a different person then. <laughs> I'm just saying that these are some of the considerations that go into prom today. Um, so there are pretty much two schools of thought as far as uh, today's prom. There are the the people who go all out, right? Limos, getting their hair done. Um, 
big like like princess style dresses, tuxes, boutonnieres, all that kind of stuff. Not like, to mention the promposals. That we'll definitely get to a little later. Um, and you know, it's it's a big like money to do type thing, oh, yeah. right? And then there's the other school of thought where this is basically an excuse to look cute and have fun with your friends. Maybe you buy like me, you buy your dress on sale, you buy it at Goodwill, you guys go to like I don't know, like IHOP or whatever Waffle House is available, things like that, and then you go and have have your party. Where did I go for di- I don't remember. I don't remember anything. <laughs> ever. And so what we have throughout the history of prom is this kind of like flip-flop of ideals. Um, so prom started as a concept in the late 19th century, but it wasn't held in like the high school gym, right? Prom is short for promenade, which was actually an event for college students in the northeast of the United States. Um, it was the modern equivalent of like a debutante ball, right? And we've talked about those. These terms prom and debutante ball can pretty much be used interchangeably at that point in history. Um, and, you know, a quick recap. Debutante ball is pretty much a young lady's coming out party, right? Yes. In her community. Um, and that is like, they, they are now in society. These are all like, if you don't know what we're talking about, right? Debutante ball to coming out to in society. It's like, yes, but what does that mean? mean? It means that these young ladies were now declared eligible, right? right? And they were supposed to meet all the young bows that would vie for their attention and uh, vice versa. Um, You would, the debutantes would vie for the best bows attention. Um, And it was like, you know, uh, it was a way of marrying rich, right? Because the rich could afford to do it. The rich could afford to go. The rich wanted to marry the rich. Yes. Um, And in order to make it so that your debutante ball showed off how rich and eligible you were, you had things like gowns and decorations and catered food and, you know, all this like sort of thing where like you are putting on the display of your dowry. Yeah. Eventually. Look what look what a good match I am because of <clears throat> how rich my family is. Exactly. So here enters prom, which was originally called the Democratic Debutante Committee. Okay. Because it was the idea that prom was for everyone. Everyone can can debutante at once. Exactly. Um, so they were thrown by the schools because that was kind of like the uh, the even like the what do I want to say? Not evening, but like leveling factor. The leveling the playing field. So wait, prom is the school uniform of debutante balls. Kinda. Right, so we don't have to worry about labels and whose family can afford what brands. At this point. Okay. Um, And so middle class, men and women who might not be able to afford this formal ball, um, it was thrown for graduating college students. Um, So you still had the same rules and like dress codes, and but it could be a little bit less fancy. But I mean, remember at the time, you were still kind of fancy if you could afford to go to college. Yeah. Right? Um, 
So then in the 1920s, that's when high schools began to introduce proms to upperclassmen. Um, and it was meant to, you know, kind of be almost like a play pretend, you know, for these young men and women to like play house almost. Okay. This is a weird question, but it has just occurred to me. Is that why there's the demarcation of the age at which you attend prom? Because like a lot of states, the age of consent, like how old someone can be to marry. Like, they have to be a certain age, so you can't do it until you're a junior? Is that why? Or is it just like... I think that that uh, it's convenient that that's the way that it happens, but it was more about, like, everyone... You were considered, you know, you had a curfew, you didn't have a car, you didn't have a way of making money, like, you couldn't couldn't attend prom because you didn't have the means, more like. Okay, okay. Um, but like I said, this was kind of like a play pretend for these these upper class high school students to have like their own let let's have our ball, let's be kings and queens for the night, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think to some degree is probably still true, right? Of like that was always the thing I enjoyed most about like homecomings and proms is like we're gonna go to the restaurants, order dinner, it's a fancier place, exactly. we're dressed up and like we get to pretend to be adults. Mm-hmm. And this is when the prom, the high school prom, really started to like come into its own. Um again, like you said, full blown parties and dinners and bands and you know, all this kind of stuff. And prom itself the idea became so popular that during the Great Depression, some schools actually completely canceled their proms because they didn't want the poorer students to be psychologically wounded by their inability to participate. Oh, so wow. like I said, it was about it was about the economics of the prom, right? The parties, the bands, the dinner, the gowns, all that stuff. I do actually. I find that kind of uh, a very commendable. Of that idea of, like, the whole point of this is that everyone can in- be included and have fun, and we don't want to make anyone feel excluded, even if they are not actually excluded, but mm-hmm. excluded because of their circumstances. I think that that is... It's a great sentiment, but in practice did not work. Oh, no. Uh, because enter the, the 1950s. Um, it was post-war party time, right? We've talked about this whole like suburban boom and the middle class and all that stuff. And so a new market meant that, sorry, a new consumer meant that the market would rise to meet it, right? So, you know, advice books and formal dress shops and car services and flower shops. It and- is also right now occurring to me, and I think that this is uh, an acknowledgement of my own privilege. It is just now occurring to me that if we're talking about like pre sixties, pre seventies, that we're also going to be talking about like segregation. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like we're talking about these proms and like, oh, it's fun for our white kids to exactly. be having fun. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I was gonna go through the decades, but let's take this little side step here. Um. So here's the thing, right? Uh, Technically, in 1954, schools were supposed to integrate. Yeah. Um, Before then, high schools especially um, were no longer like neighborhood delineated. They were race delineated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so prom was actually not an educational activity. Uh, so even in the 60s and 70s, high schools held segregated proms. Um, 
And so before desegregation, the idea of a prom meant different things to different races. Um, the, the black communities, the, even the Jewish and the, um, what do I say? Latinx, um, communities. It was more of a kind of like church basement deal. It was more like a like a party, but it didn't have as many of the trappings. It was not as much pomp and or pomp and circumstance exactly. Whereas the white communities really did model their proms after these debutante balls. Um, and in fact, even like um, the idea of a ticket, right? A lot of of these socioeconomic. Um, stratas were priced out of even attending a prom even yeah. if they could because if you how if you hold a prom in say a museum or uh, an aquarium or you know any place that you know you have to pay for the space that adds to your ticket if you're going to have a photographer that adds to the ticket right if you're going to have a prom committee with decorations they need money like all this stuff so even if you did have a prom at your school that you could technically go to it was still mostly for rich white kids yeah mm. um so let's backtrack a little bit to the 80s. Um, prom had become such a phenomenon through the culture um, in the 80s and 90s because of the new teen movie genre. Oh, right? yeah. Pretty in pink and mm-hmm. 16 Candles. And- 16 Candles, She's All That, even Mean Girls has a, like a, a prom central theme. I mean, yeah, but that wasn't the 80s. No, I mean, but... I said 80s and 90s. Mean Girls was the 2000s. It all runs together, baby. We're old. (laughs) I am very excited to talk more about this. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? Here in Cincinnati, we have so many restaurants that we just adore. Local places that are important to us, places staffed by people that are important to us, and I've been worried about them, you know, during this time. But thanks to DoorDash, you can continue to support the restaurants in your community that you love safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You can still support and get food from your favorite restaurants. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first orders of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for their first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERS. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SCHMANNERS. Don't forget, that's code SCHMANNERS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Staying connected is now more important than ever. I think we all know that, right? We're all separated, but still connected. Our, our lives are still 
intertwined. And that is thanks in large part to the technology that we've developed to allow us to stay in contact with each other. And that's one of the reasons I love Nextdoor, because Nextdoor is helping by offering a great way to keep in touch with your neighbors and get local information from your community. Like, there are so many ways that our neighbors can help us, ways you might not even know. And we just needed an easier way to connect with them. So Nextdoor is a free app that connects you to your local community so you can talk to your neighbors and tap into trusted local knowledge right from your phone. Nextdoor is in every neighborhood in the U.S., and neighbors are already working together to build stronger, safer, and happier communities all over the world. So what are you waiting for? The app is free. Go to nextdoor.com slash schmanners to sign up and see what's happening in your neighborhood. Be sure to use the link from our show to sign up so they know that you support our show. That's nextdoor, N-E-X-T-D-O-O-R dot com slash schmanners. Hey, Max Funsters, it's Jesse Thorne. This week on my public radio interview show, Bullseye, I'm talking with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock about creating Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock, and also just kind of why they're the best at everything. There was a window of time when we would just go to awards things and pick up our prizes and party with the people from Mad Men. You can find Bullseye at MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. The media titles and all of, I mean, you can't throw a stick and, what is it? You can you throw a stick? No, you can't, you can't throw. You, you can't can. throw a stick without hitting. Yes, there a, it is. <laughs> hitting some, uh, some media, video media right. about. Footloose. The prom. You got other ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere, just They're trust everywhere. us. They're everywhere, trust us. <laughs> okay. Um. Some fun little fact on prom, Susan Ford actually hosted her 1975 senior prom at the White House and is still the only first kid to have ever done that. Um, that's they, interesting. Yeah. They held it in the I East bet that's Room. that's a logistical nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it, it really couldn't be done today yeah. is, is the thing. It really just couldn't be. Um, another presidential thing, President Kennedy rescheduled a $1,000 plate fundraiser in 1963 because a local school had booked the Beverly Hilton for their prom on the same night. So he was like, hey, you guys go ahead and do your prom. It's so important to you. Did that sound? He probably didn't say it like that. That made it sound like a little bit like, uh, do your prom. No, I was was trying to do an impression. Okay, try it again. No, I'm not going to do it again now. Uh, do your prom. (laughs) No, that's not it at all. Hey, it's me. Hey, I'm John F. Kennedy. I'm president here. Hey. Nope. Nope. <laughs> We've talked about uh, some of the, the history now. Let's go into that promposal thing. Yes, please. It is definitely a 21st century uh, addition to the whole thing. Um, and if you don't know what it is, it's where students go to elaborate and sometimes upsettingly public lengths to ask each other to prom. Listen, don't do this. <laughs> 
Again, search YouTube. It's everywhere. Everything from things like uh, leaving rose petal trails to people's flash doors, mobs, flash to mobs, filled, springing open locker doors, yeah. spell it. Here's filled name. yards of balloons, chalkboard declarations. Um, even there's one where uh, they interrupt a kid's Spanish Spanish class with like a mariachi band to ask them. Yeah, it's a lot. Here's the thing I will say, and perhaps as Trace and I have been together for over a decade now, and I know both of us would not want this. Uh, no, we would not. This Mm-mm. is not our style at all. So it, after a decade of relationship, it, it sometimes becomes hard to remember that there are some people out there who would like this kind of thing. But I think that this is an example of, and I think we've talked about stuff like this before, where I wonder how many of these people are doing it, especially, frankly, and you know what? It wasn't that long ago that I was 18. I mean, it was. I mean, it was. It was 15, <laughs> It was 50% of my life ago, half of my life ago when I was 18. But I know, you know, how excited you can be and everything, but I don't know that every 18-year-old is being this thoughtful to think, is this something I want to do because I think that this person will like it? Or is this something I want to do because I want to do it? Exactly. Yeah. I just... Because what if you do it and they're like... And they wanted to say no. Because, okay, one, best worst case scenario, you embarrass them. Mm-hmm. Right? But worst worst case scenario, they were they don't want to say yes. And now they feel put on the spot. And they are unhappy. Right? Yeah. Like... Um, and also... The the idea of a promposal uh, is is a pretty big, um, what I say re reinforcement of gender norms. Yes, um, because it pretty much resembles like a marriage proposal, it's doesn't very, it? Yeah, it's yes. kind of a way for these these youngins, especially maybe if they uh, live in a in a very. Um, religious community or just or, conservative or conservative or especially abstinence only educational systems um where this is kind of a this is a big deal because it's uh like i said it, it's like a play pretend marriage proposal yeah um another thing that the promposal and you know proms in general they haven't really I'm not, I'm caught not, I up do want to say it there. It, oh, maybe you were about to say this, but it's not that they couldn't be like, you know, gay friendly, lesbian friendly. Yeah. But. Yeah. But they haven't caught up to that yet. Right. That That is, that is, it is not, it's not like, it is not like as common, you know, I'm sure, listen, I'm sure you can find some really adorable promposal, you know, like gay couple, LGBTQ plus couples out there. like, mm-hmm. And it's great. Right. But that is not necessarily what people think of when they think of it, you know what I mean? It still is not perhaps the norm that it should be. Right. Um, at- that, then I'm saying that, but I don't like big prom proposals, <laughs> so I don't know that it should be the norm, period. Well, proms in general, as late as 2011, um, plenty of schools didn't even let same-sex couples attend prom together. Um, Which we don't curse on this show, but if we did, I'd be cursing right now. And they also weren't allowed to dress as they pleased. As, yes. Um, if someone who uh, wanted to wear a tux um, was... We had a question about that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, the uh, Tubi Kid asks, how do you wear a tux as someone assigned female at birth or a dress as someone assigned male at birth without getting in trouble or causing a scene? 
listen, I am a parent now, and I would say this to my daughter if she were asking me. I think that this is a circumstance where I would let you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I think it would be worth getting in trouble for this. I would have your back. I don't know that your parents or guardians would do the same, but I think that there are things that you get in trouble for because it is a wrong thing to do. And I think that there are things you get in trouble for because the other person is wrong. And I think that this would be a circumstance in which you might be getting in trouble because the other person is wrong. But if you want to go to prom and your prom experience will be defined by you know, remembering whether you wore what was what mattered to you or not. And if you went with someone that mattered to you or not, I would support you in that. Just as your internet dad. <laughs> uh, the last five years have been a, a really good uh, steep uptick in the acceptance at these sort of events. Um, so unless your school has an express statement against it, um, which I say maybe you should change that. Um, no, I'm going to say you should you change should change that. that. No maybes about it. Um, wear what you want, whatever you like. I agree. Uh, so then some more some more modern prom etiquette. Um, the promposal, like we said, maybe it's fun for you, but here's the thing. Everybody can ask everybody. Guys ask guys. Guys ask girls. Guys, uh, girls ask girls. No non-binary one... people ask non-binary people. Nobody cares. Or go by yourself. Do what you want. Um, you as was, long as you're going to have some thing fun, that I think right? Needs to go right out the window. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe you want to go with a friend. Maybe you want to go aromantically. Maybe you are just... going a group. That's yeah, fun too. Go for it. Who cares? It's about you having fun, not about other people judging you. But. If you do get asked by someone you'd rather not go with, let them down easy and right away. Yes. None of this, mm, I'll think about it, maybe, I'll tell you. No, thank you. All that stuff. None of that. There's no need to hurt anybody. It's supposed to be fun, right? Unless they're aggressive about it, and then you then should- it's a thing. But I think it also is like, this is another thing that has taken me long into what I would consider my adult years to start wrapping my head around this, too. But I don't think you need to give them an excuse. You don't mm-hmm. have to be like, uh, no, and it's because uh, I'd already talked with this person and I'm waiting to hear. Just say like, oh, I, thank you so much for asking, but no. Like, I don't think, and if they ask why, say like, I, I think you're great, but I'm not interested in going to the dance with you. Perfect. You don't need to explain yourself more than that. Um, And here's another one. Talk about all of the money stuff up front because these events do cost money. In fact, there was a Canadian study that said the average teenager spend over $800 on prom. Whoa, that's way higher than I would have guessed. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I my parents paid for my rented tux and I think gave How me, much like, do you think your parents paid for it, though? Well, but not even that, though, because, like, I don't think we ever rented. I think maybe... For that sophomore one that I went, we rented like a limo, but I don't think I ever rented. I think it was just like tux, tickets, and dinner. So maybe $350, $400 would be my bet altogether. But I, like I said, it was 50% of my life ago, and I <laughs> forgot what day it was today. So, um, 
So, you know, talk about this kind of stuff so that everybody has the same expectations and there's no awkwardness and it's all taken care of already. Can I take um, that one step further? Sure. Uh, Ronald asked, my date spent the entire night drinking in the school parking lot and then complained that I didn't spend any time with her. Was it rude of me to ditch her at the after prom beach party? So I think it was not, well, I don't know. It wasn't rude as far as I'm concerned. But I think also while you're discussing money before you agree or while you're planning, I also think it's important to discuss expectations. Are you the kind of person who wants to spend the whole night dancing? Are you the type of person who wants to go and then hang out, like sitting at tables, talking with your friends all night? Mm -hmm. Are you Mm -hmm. the type of person who wants to go and leave early? Are you the type of person who wants to show up halfway through and spend most of like, I think all of those things are something you should figure out ahead of time because it might be like your date wants to dance the whole time you don't want to dance and that's awkward. Yeah, maybe. And talking about it beforehand gives you the opportunity to maybe find a more like-minded person. Right. How you want to spend your time. And I think that if you um, if you found yourselves separated because of what you wanted to do, I don't I don't think that that's rude necessarily. I think that if um, if the two of you wanted to spend time together, you could have find found a way to do that, and it's a two way street. I think as long as that's an expectation, you know what I mean. It's like if you went with someone and they're like, but it, you like went with your best friend, and your best friend is like, I want to spend the whole night dancing, and you're like, cool, I want to hang out with our other friends sitting here at the table, and it's like, okay, cool, we'll meet up. You know, from time to time, and it'll be totally chill. And since Ronald introduced the idea of drinking, I will now be, once again, the internet dad and say, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and make bad decisions. And listen, I know how that makes me sound. But the thing is, is in high school and college and and middle school, all those years, peer pressure is a real thing. Bad decision making isn't necessarily because you're young and stupid, but oftentimes because you're young and inexperienced and you don't know the full ramifications, the full extent of how far those ramifications can reach. And sometimes you will make decisions thinking that you are fully thinking it through and fully aware of what you're doing. But the problem is, is that you don't know necessarily how bad something can get. And so I think it is important that you make responsible decisions. I'm not saying don't have fun. And you know what? I'm also not saying if you want to have a beer at an after party or whatever, go for it. But uh, well, listen, if you're of legal age or yeah, whatever. I think we have to say that. Do we have to say that? Yes. But I think that it is important <laughs> to have DDs. It is important that you are being responsible, that you're not drinking and driving, that you're not putting yourself in dangerous situations, all of those things. We love you. And I want to say that if you want to have fun at prom, you want to remember it, right? At least for a little while until you're uh, old farts like us. Exactly. Um. So, and and alcohol is a is a, a way to make those uh, those memories a little fuzzy. Yeah. Okay. So, I think on that note, don't take a drive, be safe, make good decisions, we trust you, but also be careful. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, and once again, I'm so sorry, everyone, that so many things got canceled this year, be it graduation or prom or all those things. So, um, if you want, you if you wanted to have a fancy time and you bought fancy things, if you want to get dressed up in those and send us a picture, you can tweet us 
at MannersCast, and we'll retweet as many as we can, and we'll tell you how beautiful and cute and fun you are, and we will, um, you know, make it so that you can at least get a a little thumbs up, hearts from your friends. Uh, Teresa? Yeah. Do you think that you could find some pictures of you from prom? I think I could find one or two. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I can find the one of me overly tan wearing <laughs> sunglasses and posing. Maybe we can find another one of yours and post those on the Schmanners cast as well. That's at Schmanners cast. You can email us SchmannersCast at gmail.com. Uh, that's you- where we get all of our um, suggestions for this. That's right. And we also tweet uh, looking for pictures on our Twitter account. Or, <laughs> looking for pictures. I guess we're doing that too. But looking for questions when we have topics that take questions. Uh, thank you so much to our researcher, Alex, uh, for research this and for helping us write copy for it we could not do it without you go check out all the other amazing shows on maximumfun.org if you want to see all the other macro projects you can go to macro.family what else who else do we think we always thank brent Bruntlefloss black for writing our theme music which is available as a ringtone where those are found also thank you to kayla m wassell for our twitter thumbnail art we mentioned that at manners cast uh thank you to bruja betty pinup photography for the cover picture of our fan run facebook group schmanners fanners go ahead and join that group if you want to give and get excellent advice from other schmanners fans and that's gonna do it for us so join us again next time no rsvp required you've been listening to schmanners manners schmanners get it MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.